Podcast. <laughs> Adult Move Tea Podcast is a platform where we learn to navigate adulthood through the lens of faith and honest conversation. I'm your host T. Follow the journey and join the conversation. <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Adult and With Tea podcast. This is episode two, where we're talking about discovering ourselves. Again, I've managed to get another guest, another special guest, if I may add. Um, would you like to introduce yourself to the people? Yes, uh, my name is Dorcas Assuming. I am the host of the IDK Collective podcast. I'm 25, Black British, and I just love authentic conversation and being able to hear people's stories and where they are and how they're discovering things. So yeah, that's me. If you haven't listened to um, Dorcas's podcast, please listen to it after this. The conversations she has are really insightful and I always go away learning something or um, having a new perspective on something that I may not have, have considered. So, Dorcas, I'm going to start it off with a different way with this episode, with this question. So, if you can remember, when was the first time you realised you were an adult? Oh, I think, you know, you know what? I still haven't <laughs> quite got there yet. Like, I feel like I'm holding back on being a child. But I think the first time it really hit me was when I started my first job at post-university. Okay, tell us about that. Because it was an experience whereby no one was no one was treating me like I was the junior. I was working at a law firm um, and it was doing trial. And if you know anything about trial, it's always hectic. And so people will make phone calls clients will make phone calls to me and they want answers and you have to provide a solution and I couldn't be like oh I'm this you know I've just come out of the university don't really know what I'm doing <laughs> you know I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't give that at that point in time I had to embrace I had to take extreme ownership and I think that's one thing about adulting is that it's it's the ownership of self and responsibility and so that was when it hit me like okay Dorcas assuming you're an adult you have to make inferences from this situation and, and provide a solution here and there and sound very confident <laughs> in what you're doing. So I think that was my first, like, okay, you're, you're not a baby girl. Yeah. People are, yeah. people are depending on you. Um, yeah. So I think that was my first, like, glimpse of, like, oh, I am an adult now. Yeah, it's like we fully entered the the real world. You don't no longer have that crutch of, oh, I'm a student. You know, please don't give me responsibility. Like that, that that's that's gone. That's quite powerful. Yes, exactly that. And even in that that particular role, I ended up having like a contention with uh, with an, one with one of the lawyers that I was working for, 
who basically gave me a whole load of work to do, but she then turned around to say that I hadn't done anything. Wow. The partner. And I'm, I mean, I was at this place till like 11 p.m. on some days, 10 p.m. on some days, coming into work at 7 a.m. because trial, we have to be at, at court for 9, 10, and I needed to prepare papers and documents and all of that. And after that long day, I would come and I'd do the extra stuff for her. And she just turned around in, in front of the partner and was like, yeah, um, Douglas hasn't really been doing anything for me. And... I'm not going to lie, in that moment, I just was like, wow. The, 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 that, that childlike narrative that everybody's for you, it's all Ringa Ringa Roses, it's all dandy. I began to realise that in, this, in, this, in the real world, it can be very, very dark. And it's, it comes down to the fact that the premise in which a lot of people operate is fear, unfortunately. So when they sense that someone may may steal their position or not steal their position but someone has the power or the the capability to to take on their role and all that fear now stirs up a culture in that in the working environment of like oh I need to protect myself every man for themselves and it just becomes very dog on dog and I just that was another thing that hit me like whoa like is this how people treat one another um and you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm one of those people where I have rose-tinted glasses on. Like, I think everything is happy and <laughs> yeah. all good. Um, that was probably one of my first encounters where I was just like, okay, this is, this is, the, this is the big bad world. Wow. And that, your experience uh, links to what I was actually going to introduce next about we enter this working world, we become young people who are thrown into this adulting process and we're faced with so many things that we need to learn as well as unlearn so on the learning side is understanding that not everybody is going to be pally pally with you people's motives and intentions in the workplace may not be the same as yours although you may have a pure heart pure intentions, you're coming here to work to add to your department there may be other people saying that look this young person thinks he can come here move up and I've been here X amount of years, I'm going to make their life a living misery. <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that. Um, but again, it's, 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 it is a beautiful process because within that, I began, I, I, I had to, because I'm a person of faith, right? And I realised straight away that God, I thank, I thank you so much that I have you, that I don't, have, I don't need to take charge of all these situations. And a lot of people are walking around and the every every decision they make, every choice they make, it's it's all on them. Like it's all on them. And that's why it's like it's life or death for them. These the, the job, the role. Because to me, if if I lose my job, I know that God is a provider. I'm amen, gonna get he's gonna, he's gonna lead me into a it's gonna lead me into something that's fruitful. So I'm not gonna come into the working environment and be holding on to every ounce of every little thing <laughs> to as, as a means to kind of hold my position because he holds my position do you understand wow. so that fear is not there with me and therefore I can be present and I can go in and I can serve and when when I see people doing moving left and right I know that <laughs> Me and my gods, we're good. I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to allow the, the culture of fear to, um, to, to consume me. No. Wow. So in addition to the fact that 
one, you're understanding that things are not always what they seem like. Mm-hmm. Within your adulting toolkit, if you will, you have your faith and that gives you the the realisation that the troubles that you may face, the situation that you may face, is not all on you. You have a greater power that is going to intercede and have a um, greater knowledge and greater power over everything you're going to experience and go through. Does that give you peace? And what happens when you're working with people that don't share that same faith system as you? Um, To me, I think it's the, it's the fact that I... I can set the temperature. Wow. Do you understand? When I walk into that environment, I can set the temperature. I can set the tone. When you're walking, when you're working with Dorcas Assuming, there's going to be peace, not just within me, but it's going to surround me. That means those who are around me, yes, they may come with their energy. Yes, they may come with their, you know, all of their baggages and the stresses and their fear. But, I believe that I have the power to set the tone. So once I, once people start to see that, okay, she's not going to get, you know, she's not going to get involved in all of this gossiping. Because that's another thing at work. Let's keep it real. People love to gossip and this person's doing this and this person. And I just look and I look at them. I'm like, I'm not going to engage. So people know once they surround you and you're carrying that power and you're carrying that um, that peace, they know that they can't come and be doing the most. <laughs> anyhow. Anyhow, because what you have is greater. Mm. And then that within itself demands certain respect. 100%. They can't come with you with uh, certain questions or um, certain conversation. You're holding yourself to a certain standard that below, you, you can't talk to me about these these type of stuff in the workplace because it's not something that um, Dorcas, it's not something that T accepts. Adulting with T podcast. <laughs> the journey of self-discovery, right, for me, and I want people to really take heed to this, especially if you're someone of faith, right? It's about actually discovering who made you and why. I think what postmodernism has done is that everybody's on a journey of self-discovery and it, it, we start to, there's, a, there's a sense of introspection which is healthy, but we start to look within and we, we, we rest in our emotional state, how we're feeling, and then we use that to project who we are. But these, but these, but the internal state is very um, up and down. Turbulent. It's very turbulent. One day I'm sad. One day I feel like this. One day I feel like that. One day I feel like this. Open the door. Close the door. I am so confused. <laughs> and so now we're dealing with people who are inconsistent, and we we there's no sense of like longevity in character because i've okay today i've discovered this and i'm i'm now this and and no identity is bestowed god gave me an identity he's called me and he said that i am loved and i'm chosen do you understand creation is awaiting for you to be who god revealed you to be nothing else 
So you can't discover who you are. You can't walk in peace. You can't walk in that level of boldness and confidence when you are um, almost formulating and cultivating an identity for yourself. And that's something that I mentioned in my earlier episodes. Um, I don't know if you come across the term, but the quarter life crisis (laughs) in which young millennials come to this realisation that, look, the world isn't what it's cracked up to be. Um, Everything that I've been told about growing up, going to uni, getting a job, getting married or having being successful, having the house, there's something missing. There's still a void. That void that I've tried to fill with maybe activities that aren't good for me or kind of these superficial things, there's still that void there. There's still that thing that you can't run away from, but you know that once that void is full, you're going to have peace. So for you, it's faith. For me, I'm a man of faith as well. That's that's my faith. That's what I rely on in the workplace. If I'm feeling down, if I believe I'm feeling mistreated, if people may try to um, talk against my character, that's what keeps me in check because the word, it doesn't change. I read it today. I'll read it tomorrow. It says the same thing about me and who I am and that is irrespective of how I'm feeling, my emotions, whether it's raining, whether it's sunny outside, um, whether I'm going through trials or tribulation, it's always the same. Um, So as a young person coming into the working environment, you're meeting people from different backgrounds. You're meeting people who may not have even met people like yourselves from um, um, the black community. And you have another layer of yourself being a woman of faith. Is it difficult bringing your full authentic self to that workplace? Um, How's that been for you? So um, initially it was difficult because again, it's one of those things like navigating and it's it's, it's that desire for being accepted, right? And in every working environment, there is a culture. And so naturally, you, you want to kind of belong and fit in within that culture. But what has to, and I, and I always say this, is that there is the interpersonal self. So how you relate to different people, it, you adapt that. At the core, you still remain the same. But how I um, interact with my mother is not how I'm going to interact with my boss. It's not how I'm going to interact with my friends. And... I think there needs to be a respect for the environment. It's a professional working environment. So I'm not going to come and be like, hey, my name is Dorcas Asume. Exactly. Professional environment. So how I showcase myself and how I present myself is professional. But at the core, this is what I stand for. This is what, do you, do you understand? This is what I stand for. This is my stance on this. I think people should be able to, um, there should be a consistent character that is within all your, in all your relationships, but how you demonstrate or portray your personality in different environments, it, it can be different. But my, my authentic self, I can definitely bring that in a sense that I'm a person of love. So I like to be kind. I like to be patient with people. I don't want to, again, I don't believe in, in bringing a culture of fear. So I, 
I, everything I do, I do in, in hope that I'm servicing the team to the best of my ability. And, and that's, that's where, that's how I approach the work that I'm doing. I don't do it like, oh, if I don't do this, or if I make this, mis- this mistake, then, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my job. And I don't walk around with that, with that um, cloud or, or upon me when I enter into the working environment. So, or if it's like a, a, a holiday and, you know, this is an opportunity to kind of say like, oh, okay, this is a, this is my faith and this is what I'm going to do during Easter, then I, I'm vocal about it or if i start so at my church they do alpha i don't know if you've heard about alpha oh no i haven't uh what's alpha about alpha is um it's basically a it's it's a forum by which people can come atheists all different kind of religions can come and just kind of find out about the the find out about mere christianity through asking the big questions of life like is there a purpose is there a meaning and they, they put you into different small groups of all these random people and you, you just you just get to discuss things so um it's it's a it's an amazing evangelistic tool because people get to find out about jesus in such a um in such a non-judgmental way do you get what i mean like there isn't any real agenda you don't have to come every week it's your choice yeah coming and stuff like that so sometimes I, I i'll speak to my work colleagues when it's being hosted and be like oh this is what i found out in alpha da, da, da. when people ask you what you've done over the weekend you know you can you can talk about your faith if, what you've done on in church all of that stuff so stuff like that i can bring to the table but i always i am a firm believer that again emotional intelligence requires that everybody knows how to to portray their interpersonal self and that is by understanding the environment that you're in and what is required in that environment but still remaining true to who you are at the core a hundred percent agree and i think that speaks to um us being Mm multi-dimensional um i was speaking to a friend once and he was saying oh yeah t you started this podcast how how do you how do you speak and how do you talk about your your personal life and all this type of stuff and I told him simply the same person I am to you is the same person that I am at work is the same person that I am um with my family yes there may be certain changes yes like you just mentioned the professional environment but at the end of the day each aspect of myself there's there's truth in it I I say what I believe and that doesn't change and that shouldn't change depending on the environment. So when, again, I've started this podcast and some of my colleagues at work are like, oh yeah, I've checked out your podcast, mate. Yeah, it's really good. It's like, okay, thank you. Um, In uh, informal settings, we can discuss things and stuff like that. On the weekend, I've become, um, when they ask, okay, how's my weekend been? I'll tell them, okay, yeah, Sunday, it was church settings and, you know, just chill out. It's like, there's no need for me to hide because that's that's who I am and I'm not afraid or I'm not fearful of that fact, if, if, if you get what I mean. So for anybody listening, I would say, although it may be difficult at first, but maybe in those informal short conversations with those you trust again using emotional intelligence it may be um a good opportunity to pull back that curtain of transparency slash fear because it may be really fear instead of oh wondering whether you can be transparent saying that oh yeah this weekend you know i was just going through um this bible study or i was watching td jakes on youtube i I like i like his sermons sermons what's that about oh yeah but because some people the realization was like rough to me 
I've met some certain people in the work environment. I didn't even know that there were people of faith. <laughs> that deep that I didn't even I didn't know there were people of faith. Um, again, were were Christ were Christians. Yeah. Um, it's not that you can see a Christian because we don't wear typically anything that would allude to the facts that okay we're of this faith. Yeah. Um, compared to other religions, so I think the onus is on us again. Asking for these things, asking for the confidence to do these things from God to give us the courage to do those things, or else we're not gonna know where we are, or we don't. We're not gonna know even know if we're uh, around our people or not. Exactly that. Exactly that. And I just think, I guess, I guess it's that thing. It is fear whereby people want to compartmentalize their life. And it's like, oh, I'm going to leave this for the church. I'm going to leave this for my friends. I'm going to leave this. But I think the beauty of, of love is that I, I am free and I'm unashamed. And being able to walk in that freedom, it's just, I can't even explain it. Like, you're just able to navigate life in, in such a peaceful way because it's like, I don't need to hide this. And if this is exposed, then what are people going to think about me? I live and I live for one approval alone. And I think that's what that's the that's the journey that I'm 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 on right now. It's like, especially being on social media and a lot now because of the podcast. Mm. It's like, oh, do, like do I do this because it's trendy? Do I do I show up like this because it's like this? And it's like no, in all things I live for the approval of God, and and that in itself is so freeing. Because I don't have to keep formulating all these different personalities and characters. Appearances, appearances. opinions. Uh, it's just too much. It's a lot of energy, you know. <laughs> a whole lot of energy. A whole lot of energy that you can be using to, to service the people around you, loving on people around you. You're, you're now sitting here thinking, oh, what's this person going to think? What's this person going to think? What's this person going to think? You know, it, it's, it leads to bondage. And, and like, I said in the, like I said in the beginning, um, the most valuable person to this world is you being the authentic self that you are. 100%. You being the way that God made you, you living for his approval alone, is what we is what we need is what the world needs so i don't want to walk into any environment and and shun that because you're you're sitting there in fear thinking oh my gosh if i expose this but inside of them they're thinking that they're waiting for the very thing that you're hiding to come out that light that's within you they are awaiting for it to come out because they're in need of that. So, yeah, I just would encourage us to, to, to allow God to be the final say for us. It's, it's a tough journey. Like, it's not simple because we do live in a world whereby everybody want, we want to be in. It's the, it's, the, it's the nature of man, right? We yeah. Belong. We want to belong. But the thing about this world is that one day people are for you, the next day they're not. If you don't believe that, just just go on Twitter. Spend the day on Twitter, then you'll know. 
you you'll know that for for real you'll see that every single day someone's getting dragged every single day someone's getting um quote-unquote cancelled or you know it's it's a lot it's very very tough and it's like if you're not careful it's like the people that you're riding for and you're hoping that they're gonna like you today tomorrow you may just be crucified by those same individuals Mm. cannot rest and place our hope in man like it's just it's a it's a dangerous place to be it's just a dangerous place to be Dalton with tea podcast <laughs> but yeah um I, another thing that i do want to discuss though about just like taking it out of like outside of like the work context it's just that when it comes to um the journey of self you have to remember that it also it also requires you to um be very reflective reflective of who you are and who god has called you to be i find that a lot of people are not self-aware and when i want to give an example maybe if Um, people are oh i am self-aware you know i kind of know what i'm doing day to day it's it's a tricky one but like okay so I'll, I'll give a, a mini example i'll give a mini example so okay. i don't know if you've been in a situation whereby someone is talking they're talking and it's not a time to talk so, mm. <laughs> yeah i'm getting some flashbacks i'm getting some... <laughs> they're, they're not they're not able to read the room read the room <laughs> like this is a sensitive time okay let's say someone has come they're talking about um they're mourning someone right you 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 you, you, your friend has come you were a group of friends one of your friends is kind of going through their grieving process and they're mourning someone so dear to them you now open your mouth and are like Oh yeah, and this happened to me, and I've been in a sad situation before, and uh, my boyfriend broke up with me, and da 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 da. Making it all about themselves. A hundred and ten percent. A hundred and ten percent. Like self aware, self awareness is so important. Self knowledge is so important. Being able to look and read into the environment that you are in and what is happening and what is taking place is so very important. And in the journey of discovering yourself, it's it, you have to remember, I like we have to remember that the process of discovering yourself is also one that involves a, a reflection of how you are being perceived. And so in that very instance, when someone has come with something that is sensitive, do you, is it necessary now to come and raise your own issue? Is it kind to now come and raise your own, um, you know, your own heartbreak? Do you have the ability to put your pride to the side and say, okay, you, I have something that may be relatable that even may uh, be able to correlate with what this person is saying. But rather than 
bringing my own um, interest to the table. I'm going to humble myself and just listen because maybe this person just needs someone to listen. Exactly. Exactly that. Wow. Um, it's I don't know. I think as we adult and as we are on this journey of discovering who we are, we also have to remember that who we are is it 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 falls within the communities that we exist in. So how are your communities experiencing you? Be bold enough to ask people, how are you guys actually experiencing me? Wow. Because. my whole journey of discovering myself is to become a better version a healthier version and sometimes what we are what we have identified as oh this is normal this is this is just me this is just me and we are claiming this is just me it's a dysfunctional you it's not optimal it's not optimal (laughs) bro it's not optimal i have to get take myself out of that language sometimes myself Sometimes I can be in a social environment or even get invited to, okay, look, T, do you want to come and do this? If it's not something I'm automatically um, down for, in my mind is like, no, don't go. You won't like it. <laughs> Loads of people, you know, this can happen, this can happen. And then there can be a voice of doubt that I'm growing and I'm, and I'm feeding that can oppose my actual true self, my authentic self. Um, so that's definitely been something that's happened to me and probably to a lot of people that are listening as well. But how do we quiet and how do we kind of reduce that that voice when it when it does come? Because we're all human. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, again, to me, it's a thing of... It, it, you have to start to take steps. Because once you start to take steps and then you, you start to embark in different experiences, you realise, wait, it ain't that bad after all. You just and, have to jump. Yeah, sometimes you sometimes you have to jump, sometimes you have to leap, sometimes you have to crawl. But make the movement. Yeah. Make the movement. I think sometimes people are like, let's just silence the voice. Let's just overcome fear. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's, it's a journey. It's a process. It's a process. Yeah. Would you consider yourself an introvert? I've been asked in the past, I would say yes. Now I would probably say I'm a sort of hybrid. Okay. (laughs) In the sense that depending on the situation, I will swing from one side to the other. Okay. So in the work environment, for example, I would probably be, or my traits I would show um, from afar would perhaps be one of an introvert in the way that if I'm in a room, I'm not going to be the loudest, but I'm always going to be observing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But throw me in a competitive environment um, or a sporting environment or where I'm doing something creative, then you would probably think this person's um, an extrovert, for example. So for me, I would say I'm a hybrid. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm definitely a, a a hybrid, which is known as an ambivert. Ambivert, okay. We're learn we're learning things here on this episode. <laughs> yes, I'm definitely an ambivert. Um, I I think when I'm an introvert, I'm an introvert, like 
Don't chat to me. <laughs> Don't look at me like I owe you anything. <laughs> Don't chat to me. Don't look at me like I owe you anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, when I'm an extrovert, I am loud as well. So I, I operate on very, I operate on two extremes. Whereby I'm very, I'm either very, very social, or I'm just very much in my own in my own world um and so yeah having to navigate that is quite interesting because different people get to experience different sides and so like for my family they're like oh Dorcas is so introverted all she does is like stay in her room and like she's not really (laughs) (laughs) doesn't come out she's like whereas with a a lot of my friends and people outside they're just like oh she's like so out there um, so it's interesting, like how different people get to experience us. But again, mm-hmm. it's even even in those spaces, being aware of pushing, pushing into the pushing into the realm of the equilibrium. So, for instance, in my house, they know me to be an um, an introvert, and sometimes that can be perceived as being very selfish because they want me to be around. They they love to watch films. I don't like. I am, I'm not a movie person. Okay. They love to watch films together. So, like, when they're watching stuff, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to spend my time watching this. Like, but it's pushing against that and being like, you know what, for the purpose of connectivity and the, for the purpose of making other people feel loved and and to enjoy a moment with others, there's no harm in watching one, one film. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Whereas, it's about give and take. Exactly. Whereas sometimes, and when I go out, Sometimes it's not necessary to be too, too loud because there are other people who would love to speak, who would love to be more vocal. And you taking that step back enables them to come forward. Yeah, enables them to shine. Exactly. So again, that's when it comes to like reading the room and allowing, again, in the process of um, self-discovery, it's that thing of like, I don't need to raise myself above others when I am a child of God or I am a, a a woman of service. I don't need to I don't need to be a at the forefront. I need to exist in my authentic in my authentic um space, but I don't need to push myself to be the forward one. Mm. Um and sometimes what I I feel like our culture is it does right now it's like if you're not if you're not out there then you then you are no one and that's that just is far from the truth it's far from the truth people have their own ways of displaying their beauty and they shine just as bright in their arena without having to be at the forefront and there needs to be respect and space for that hmm. Because automatically, when people talk about introvert, extrovert, there's some kind of unwritten sort of feeling that being an introvert automatically is a negative thing. Yeah. Whereas you would want to be an extrovert. Of course, you would want to be more outspoken. Extroverts, yes, they're typically going to be more confident. But sometimes there's a confidence in being silent. There's a confidence in having a conversation with someone and not interrupting. Mm. Or when there is nothing to say, 
not saying anything. <laughs> we have to ask ourselves, are we comfortable with silence? And if we're not, yeah. what's the reason? Exactly. Again, me, when I'm in my introvert bag, I may be a bit too comfortable <laughs> with silence. I may be a bit too comfortable with just being in my room and being in my, don't look at me like I owe you anything bag. But I think there's value in, in both sides. Really, don't you think oh i totally agree there's there's wisdom in in knowing when to speak and when not to speak and i think introverts have have mastered it in in such a beautiful way that when they do open their mouth it opens it, it like it's so valuable what they have to say everybody's listening to mm. because they just don't talk anyhow so you know when they are going to speak they're going to have some sort of value to bring to the conversation. Exactly that. Exactly that. And the beauty of being, of being an extrovert is just the energy that they have is able, like, you, when you meet a lot of extroverts, it's just that ability to radiate a room and, and carry energy and to keep going. Like, the energy don't die with extroverts. No more. Yeah. <laughs> to, keep, to keep going. And that in itself is so beautiful. Um, especially when you're out and you're in parties and stuff like that. It keeps the vibe going. and it's Yeah, it's, it's needed. It's needed. It's needed. We need each other. And that's what I want to make sure people um, get by the end of this episode is that the journey of discovering yourself also requires you to understand that we need each other. Don't discover yourself to the point whereby you become this self-made, self-obsessed, narcissistic individual. No. It's, It's to discover yourself so that within your communities, you can show up as your best self. And connect with connect with yourself, connect with God, and connect with all the people around you very well. Wow. And what you just mentioned goes back to why I started this podcast in the first place. At first, I started on my own and wanting to just share my stories, um, what I've done, what I've experienced to help others. But throughout the process of the first season up to now, I've come up to a realization that the adulting process, I'm not in it alone. I may be the the main protagonist. I may be the the Will Smith in um in the okay, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I'm the main guy, but I have the family. Yeah. I have my friends. So in this platform, I'm always gonna want to bring um authentic voices because that reflects the adulting process where we're all supposed to be living in community, sharing ideas, sharing stories, sharing information to help each other get to that better place, that level 10, that optimal um, place of living authentically. So if I don't do it on this platform, <laughs> it, will, it will be very ironic of me to even discuss these things. So I I, want, I so much value what you've, you've had to say. Um your podcast, if you haven't listened to uh, Dorcas's podcast, please go and have a listen because the amount of gems that she's just dropped, this is not even 10% of the things that I've learned from your your episodes. And at the end of each episode, I always try to, especially with this season, season two, I always try to think, okay, we've spoken about a certain topic. What's going to be the call to action? 
people have listened to us for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and they're thinking, oh, wow, there's so much things that have been said. So from your perspective, from what you've said, what you've shared, what do you think people can take action on? I think if I'm to action anyone to anything is that there is no self-discovery without identifying who made you. Hmm. Can you say that again for the people in the back? (laughs) There is no self-discovery without identifying who made you. So I, I urge you to go on that quest. Who made you and why? Because from from that, you will show up in this world the way that we need you to. So, yeah, the, I'll, I'll certainly back that. That's the call of action of this episode. Um, Dorcas, do you want to plug your podcast? Yes. <laughs> this was plug so, away. This was so much fun. Like, I really enjoy conversations like this. It's, it's very interesting to see where people are on their journeys and what people are figuring out. Um, but yes, if you do want to connect with um, my podcast, it is the IDK Collective podcast. IDK, I don't know. So that's what that's what it stands for. I don't know. I didn't know. Um, but I do know some things. <laughs> um, and it's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. And if you want to use a web page, it's on Lib- um, Libsyn. If you want to connect with me, I'm on Instagram, IDK Collective Podcast. So yeah, I know that you do. Do you put it in the description? Yeah, I'm going to put yeah. everything in the description. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, you can connect with me. We can have more conversations and just continue, continue learning who you are. Like, I think that's what is, is so important, so needed that we continue to figure out who God made us to be and and navigate all the nuances that this world has that we experience on the on the ride. Yeah. Wow. This has been a, a sick episode. A lot of things have been dropped. Um, and I too have enjoyed it. Like these conversations, as much as it is for the listeners, is is for me type of thing as well. I'm I'm on my own journey and I'm I'm just sharing. I'm just sharing what I am learning and I'm sharing these conversations, pulling back that curtain of transparency so people can learn from me and hopefully uh, be inspired to do the same thing within their own lives. And of course, it may be different, but taking action, as we talk about, is better than no action at all. Yeah. This has been the second episode of season two of the Donald podcast. Um, again, a special guest. Take care. God bless and keep it locked. See you guys. Bye.